mountains be forgot and never brought to mind should all the grandens be forgot and days of old sign for old lang sign my dear for old lang sign We'll talk a cup of kindness yet for days of long sign And here's a night trusty friend and just a hand of fine We'll talk a cup of kindness yet for all and sign for all and sign my dear for all and sign we'll talk a cup of kindness yet for all and sign You made it through 2022. Uh, in tradition, since I was about 15, I used to always say happy new beer, but instead, this time I'm using living water and saying happy new year to you. Indeed, we've got a good one today. You didn't expect me to have a show today, however. We have to start the new year on the right foot. And Ephesians 2 is exactly that. It is starting the year right. When I was studying, I just thought, man, I have to do this 
immediately to start the new year. And as you might remember, uh, if you caught the last Tuesday show of 2022, it was a bit of a serious topic of discussion, one that I didn't really know the answers to. Well, it was very funny because the next day on the Wednesday, I'm walking my dog. I wasn't even thinking about it. And all of a sudden, I believe I got revelation and the answer to that show on what we must do. And part of that actually ties in exactly into Ephesians 2. God is so good. And by the way, I'm still praying about that revelation. I'm going to seek some counsel on it. And uh, if it turns out to be good, uh, somewhat dangerous, but good, then I will do it on the very next show, which is Tuesday. But let's start this one out with, uh, well, maybe not the very best version, but certainly uh, in my estimation, one of the greatest songs ever written, and it is my number one, and it's just fitting to play today for you for this particular uh, Ephesians 2 reading. So just a short version of Amazing Grace. I hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. Now we're going to get on to the main show. Just give me a moment. I have to actually rearrange my windows to be able to do this properly. And so I can actually read what I'm about to <laughs> do. We are in Ephesians 2. Again, Happy New Year. Uh, 
listen, folks, I have a prog. <laughs> I have some uh, thoughts on this year to be. It's going to go a couple different ways. I'm going to probably save that for, excuse me, another show. However, uh, what are we to do? Well, we have to know where we came from first to know where we're at, to know where we are going. We're probably not going to get through the entire uh, chapter. Uh, in fact, I know we're not going to. However, you're going to be blessed by this, folks. <laughs> I just know you are. Uh, I prayed right before coming on, but I just want to pray for you right now. Lord God, you've given us another year. Time is irrelevant to you as you are eternal. You are the God of all things. You created everything. And Lord and Father God, you used Jesus Christ, the word of God, to speak all of this into creation. Everything that is made, everything that is alive and inanimate is because of your word spoken. And Father, I do not take it lightly, the reading of your word. I know and I come before your throne acknowledging the great responsibility that it is to read your word publicly and to even offer opinions on it and to offer what I think it means. So Father, I do pray the Holy Spirit, uh, I give the Holy Spirit permission to speak through me to bring glory to Jesus and the Father in this. And Father, I pray the Holy Spirit upon everyone who hears my voice in this, Lord, and hears the reading of your words. It has nothing to do with me, God, but it is your word by your spirit and your interpretation. So Father God, I pray that everyone who listens to this is just blessed and set on the solid rock for this new year and will prosper in you, Lord Jesus, in this coming year, even greater ways. I pray this to the Father through the Son by means of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, yes, indeed. We are going to have significant spiritual growth this year. And I think this is what the premise of at least the beginning of this particular chapter is. It's kind of a recognition of where you were, where we are, and where we can be, or will be, I should say. And as we go through this, just like I had mentioned in New Goggles, uh, it's good to take stock of yourself and have a realistic idea of where you are, spiritually speaking. doesn't matter where you are in the world, but spiritually speaking, where are we? Because unless we have a form of measurement, how do we know if we're getting closer? How do we know? Well, there's lots of ways, lots of revelation that will come. But as we read this, 
take personal stock. It's a good exercise and what a perfect day of the year to do it. May God bless the reading of his word. Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all previously lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Christ, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, he might show the boundless riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so we'd walk in them. Therefore, remember that previously you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ. Exclude from the people of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who previously were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broken down the barrier of the dividing wall. By abolishing in his flesh the hostility which is the law composed of commandments expressed in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two one new person. In this way, establishing peace, and that he may reconcile them both into one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the hostility And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. 
So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Amen. The richness of this text is just so beautiful. Lord, thank you for choosing Paul with your Holy Spirit to write these scriptures. Uh, Paul's intelligence and understanding of when he was writing this certainly comes through. Thank you for Paul. And thank you for this word in Christ Jesus. So let's look at our past in the first few verses. And you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world. Let's just start off with, and you were dead. When Adam sinned, he died immediately. Not in the flesh, but in the spirit. He was immediately spiritually dead. And then his days were limited and he was going to die a physical death, which he was never, he would have never had if he didn't sin. And so each one of us was born spiritually dead. It's important to know that many people, you know, think that maybe they were saved out of the womb. No, I don't think so. It's, we learned last chapter that before the creation of the earth, he chose you but you have to make that choice and you were dead. And, and actually, so I'm reading from the uh, new American standard version, but if you go to other versions, uh, so in this one, it says in your offenses and sins, uh, many other versions will say in your trespasses and sins. So we know that we were born into sin. We did not choose sin. We were born into sin. Your parents did not teach you how to tell your first lie. Most likely your first lie came out of your nature. And that first lie, you know, mom, I ate all my dinner when you threw some of it and whatever it was. You were not taught to do this lie. It came out of your nature. 
And so your sin nature um, was really beyond your control. You were born dead. But in your offenses or trespasses, this is when we consciously make the decision to sin. We know it's a sin, even unsaved, okay? Even when you're unsaved, you know it's built into you that something you're doing wrong. And many of us, uh, certainly myself, I did many trespasses, many, that I knew even before Christ in my life, I knew were So to trespass is to cross that line and to purposefully do it. So we not only are dead by our sin nature, but then we choose to sin. And in fact, it goes on in verse 2, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world. And think about it. Before we know Christ, that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to navigate life. What career should I have? Um, you know, I want to eventually own a home, maybe even to have a family, because that's the course of this world. And of course, there's biblical text to having those things as well. But we're looking for the answers and what can I accomplish or what can I get out of this world? Because that's all we have. We're essentially walking dead. We're not thinking eternally before Christ. And you could be the best person in this world. You could be charitable by nature. Maybe you were brought up in the greatest family and you loved charity and you were compassionate for people. But if you don't have Christ in your life, the remainder of verse 2 says, uh, well, let me just read verse 2 in its completion, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So you might be the best person in the world, but you're walking according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Did you know you were walking in the spirit of the son of disobedience? You were walking according to the power of the prince of the air? Because that's who you belonged to. You were born into sin. Verse 3 among them, we too all previously lived in the lusts of our flesh. What are the lusts of your flesh? Certainly lust, you know, brings up a sexual connotation, but the lust of your flesh could be many things. It could be gluttony. 
laziness. All kinds of things. One of us previously lived in the lusts of our flesh and indulging the desires of the flesh. Listen to this. And of the mind. You know, when you go to trespass, you make a conscious decision. It's a premeditated sin. And indulging in the desires of our flesh and in the mind, are there sins that you premeditate that maybe you don't even act on? And even that premeditation on that sin is a sin and is probably a trespass because you're purposefully living that out in your mind. Oh, Lord, I know I'm still guilty of that. Lord, I pray I sin less every day. And we're by nature the children of wrath just as the rest so what is a child of wrath again you could be a really great person before christ but you were a child of wrath well could mean a couple things it could mean no matter how good you are you're going to do something bad to someone at some point in time and it will be premeditated You might say something very hurtful that just strikes a cut so deep into someone it lasts a lifetime. And you probably even thought about those words before you said them. But it it could be other things as well. It could be that people who are not born again are going to be under God's wrath. Children of wrath. If you die without knowing Jesus, you will certainly be a child of wrath, God's wrath because you will go to hell. You won't. All those other unclean people will. <laughs> But if you're alive when Christ returns and you remain on the earth when the bride is taken up, well, that period of the tribulation is called the wrath of God. could mean many, many things. Listen, I could spend 20 weeks on on this uh, book of Ephesians. There's just so much here. But then in verse four, and and I love this, and I've noticed this, in fact, if you just go into, you know, your uh, the Bible gateway or something like that, and you put in, but God, there's so many examples of, but God and God, just in his mercy. That would be a great study on its own. 
However, uh, just even in our language, when someone is speaking and then they say, but it previous, it cancels out everything previously said. So you could say da, 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 but, and it's almost like saying, never mind that now look at this. And that's exactly what Paul does here. He says, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead. He loves every person in this world, no matter how bad you are. He's doesn't care. Well, he does care, but what I mean is if you were born of a different tribe, if you're born of a different color, if you're uh, born into a criminal family, if you're born into a royal family, um, kind of the same thing. <laughs> he loved you even when you were dead. And in our wrongdoings made us alive together with Christ. You, you hear what that just said? So everyone here in this right on radio community, he made us alive together in Christ, but it goes beyond us. We have our certain togetherness and we can be certainly, we can certainly be effective in our togetherness, but we're alive with the other faith, God-filled believers in this world. It's a pretty big club. Don't let uh, the media fool you. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you were saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places of Christ Jesus. Do you remember, and I'm just going to keep referring back to new goggles, folks. I really felt anointed when I did that, even though I just kind of was winging it. There's so many deep truths in there, and I just want to explain that verse by referring back to that when we're seated with him in heavenly places, well, no, you're sitting there with your phone or your TV or your tablet watching this. And you might think that you're not in heavenly places. And in the physical, we're not in that heavenly realm where the father is. But there's that word again. You were transferred when you, accepted Christ into your life by faith. You were transferred out of this world system into his kingdom system. We are no longer part of this world. We are part of his kingdom in this world. On earth as it is in heaven. Did that make sense? I hope so. 
so that the in the ages to come he might show you the boundless riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so we would walk in them. So when I read, so that in the ages to come, he might show the boundless riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. I don't know if this is the right interpretation, but I'm going to tell you what it means to me. We're eternal beings. There is no time limit on our life anymore. And I think his boundless riches and glory and grace will not all be revealed at that time when we go to the banquet table. I think it's going to take us hundreds of millions of years. We're going to keep discovering even greater things about him. It's boundless. There's no end to it. So starting when you became born again, you started experiencing the riches of his glory. And of course, you're saved by grace uh, and through faith. You have to have the faith. Faith is why you've been saved. It's not as of yourselves. It is a gift from God. Uh, you cannot work your way into heaven and that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so we would walk in them. So what are we to do while we're on earth? He prepared us to do his good works. And his works are ultimately good because if it's through Christ, it has to be good. You know, there's sometimes when Christ in the Old Testament, for instance, you know, had people killed and we're in a new covenant. I don't think God's ever going to have us do that again, but that was for his good works. It was for his purposes. And in fact, I'm, I'm confident we're never going to do that again. In fact, um, Jesus gave the example. He laid down his life and we're called to lay down our life and to get up and do his good works. I'm, I've pre-recorded this and I wanted to spend a little bit more time and actually get through chapter, through the 10 verses, which, which we did, but I should have spent a little bit more time on it. So we might recap next time, but I have a hard stop as I'm about to do another, uh, show in a moment. Uh, this is, uh, January 1st when you're watching this and one of the things I've decided to do for everyone it's only on Podbean though um so you know well the website's right up here 
uh, right on radio.podbean.com. It's for everyone. Uh, previously, I had recorded all of the Proverbs and uh, I put them up just for my patrons because I'd never really done anything for my patrons. Um, I'm going to re-upload them. Uh, well, by the time you're listening to this, uh, it has been uploaded and it is available. And what I would ask you to do, every one of you, even if you're just YouTubers, go to get download the Podbean app. And, you know, they're about four minutes in length on average, each one. But for this month of January, if you want to start the year off right, every single day, just in the morning, if if you can, preferably in the morning, just listen to the proverb for that day. So today, do the first proverb. Tomorrow, the second of January, do the second proverb, and so on and so on. The proverbs are the wisdom of God, and we're going to need a lot of wisdom going into this year of 2023. So please, uh, faith comes by hearing. So you have the audio word and uh, it's real convenient, you know, just uh, listen to it. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you. And I'll see you next time on Right On Radio. I appreciate and love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. And so I love you, but your job is to love your God, love your family, neighbor, yourself, and make a difference in your community.